0: Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
0: Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. Week 12 of your NFL season. What a week it was. And we're going to start with Thursday night. And look who's back up top the division, Editorial Director Josh Hill, good to see you. The Houston Texans 20, the Indianapolis Colts Mm -hmm. 17, DeAndre Hopkins, he's alive, he found the end zone, and Deshaun Watson bounced back two, the Texans a game up on the Colts, they needed that one. Uh, Your takeaway from this one, are the Colts dead, are the Texans uh, firmly entrenched only a game up? Should we over—let's no. let's overcook
1: this one, Hill. No? I mean, there's no need to overcook the AFC South. It's going to be the, one of the most fascinating finishes to the division race this season because we still don't know who's going to win. The Colts very much could still win this division. Losing on Thursday definitely hurts a little bit in their drive to kind of put this away. And it also hurts the drive in their narrative that they, at one point, had lost two starting quarterbacks. Andrew Luck, who retired before the season, and then when Brissett went down with that injury and you had to bring up Brian Hoyer, Somehow they're still in the race to win the AFC South or even get in as a wild card. So this is incredible. It's going to be a great finish. I don't know if Thursday necessarily tells me anything that I didn't know about the AFC South, but it was uh, the Texans are up top now.
0: Good bounce back win for the Texans after getting smoked by the Baltimore Ravens. We move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they dismantle, let's say, the Atlanta Falcons 35-22. That resurgent Falcons thing is over and everybody is talking about Vita Vea. Vita Vea. 347 pounds of lumbering defensive lineman catching a pass, getting in the end zone. The largest man in the history of the NFL to ever catch a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. This is a moment to remember. And Jameis Winston, over 300 yards, six times in a row now. Yes. For Jameis, which is, uh, you know, not. 400 yards
1: in today's NFL, but still a a decent milestone for Jameis. Decent milestone, but again, it's overshadowed by the fact that he can't stop turning the ball over. He had a couple of turnovers before we even hit halftime, and he hit the 100 turnover milestone. If you want to talk milestone, 100 turnovers in 67, I think, career games. I don't know. I don't do math for a living, but that's not a good statistic. That is not a good ratio to have. Fractions, not Jameis's friend interceptions not his friend either and that's that's how you live and die with him it's that this is just going to be him this is who he is he has an incredible rate of interceptions in the red zone in a year where that's down for every other quarterback including your guy mitchell trubisky we'll get so Jameis playing the way that he's playing this is just the highs and the lows you can't have a game with him where he goes off on the positive statistics that he has without having those negatives there and it's not like they were playing a good team that they blew out. It's the, it's the Falcons. These are the, two very bad teams doing very bad things, and it happened to be a quasi-good game. Let's
0: just name that the Falcons have been playing better football. The Bucks were on the road. Yes. That's a somewhat quality win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. We move on to the now eight-win Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Beating those Broncos, Vic Fangio having a rough one in his first season in Denver, now 3-8, and 20-3 the final, 17 years the Buffalo Bills were out of the playoffs, Josh Hill, and now we're looking at 2 out of 3 in the playoffs, 8 wins, Yes. I think we can comfortably
1: say this Bills team is going to be there, man, they're going to do it. I think so, and we're looking for the first win now, we got in a couple of years ago, lost to Jacksonville, now we're looking for that first win. We We're all Bills fans. We're all Bills fans. We're all Bills (laughs) mafia. Come on, I'd throw myself through this table right now if it meant that we could get a win for the Bills, and so would you. Those fans are long-suffering to get something positive happening. And I don't like this idea that they're going to get into the playoffs and they're going to be, quote-unquote, cannon fodder or something like that, because they're not a bad team. All you need to do is have one good game, and the AFC, as we've established, not that great. I mean, it's top-heavy with the Ravens and the Patriots, who are the two best teams, but who else is there? The Bills offense,
0: we got Josh Allen in the hurry-up. seems like that's working. He's playing better. You got I mean, I don't know how much credit you want to give the defense here in a game against the Broncos who are... It's a good defense. Uh, it, but it is a good defense. And uh, Denver, you might want to move along to Drew Locke here. I think it's over for Brandon Allen. Yeah. Might, might as well give Locke a look at the end of the year here. But uh, I like this hurry-up
1: for Buffalo. Yeah, and look, Josh Allen's playing better. You can hate on him all you want and say that he's still inaccurate and he's not playing good teams, but he's having a good season. And that's, I mean, what else do you want from him? He's, he's a quarterback of an eight-win team that's going to get the top wild card spot in the AFC. What do you want from him?
0: You, you want him I to— I want to win. You want him wanna to keep, win. Yes, you, and you want him to keep on getting better. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app, an easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick 'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code Radio and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to one hundred dollars in bonus cash. Deposit one hundred dollars, get one hundred dollars free. That's promo code Radio. Terms and conditions apply. Yes. Uh, speaking of guys, you want to keep on getting better. That's Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago oh Bears who oh did beat the New York Giants nineteen fourteen. Now that's the that's what you want to call it. <laughs> second least. Uh, amount of points that have been scored against the Giants this year Mm -hmm. Uh, Trubisky had two awful interceptions Uh, but here's a guy who is actually starting to make some comments Uh, about how he likes to be in the hurry up himself and it seems like him and Matt Nagy as much as there's been love there I don't think they're on the same page here, Josh Hill, and I'm interested to see if the Bears will make any adjustments moving forward. they got a winnable game this week going up to Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. The Lions do play well there. But uh, the Bears, whatever 3% of their playoff hopes they have alive, they kept them going by getting by the Giants.
1: Playoffs, we were not talking about the playoffs. The Bears are not going to the playoffs. There's a 3% hope, of fool's they're gold not. chance that they're going to make it to the playoffs because they're not going to. The concern here is... That, well, first, on one hand, the Giants have allowed, what, an average of 30-some points per game this year, and the Bears only scored 19. Trubisky looked terrible. That game was, again, a... Uh barrage of missed opportunities it should have been 38 to 3 at one point and it wasn't he throws interception in the end zone the problem here though is all of the focus has been on the wrong things this year we t- we spent all off season talking about how the Bears had a kicking problem and they had a quarterback problem now we're talking about how we have a Trubisky problem we might have a Nagy problem that um. two-point conversion which ended up being good for nothing more than a wasted timeout that's embarrassing that is bad coaching. And Matt Nagy does not have the clout of a Belichick, of a reed, of a Peyton to get away with bad decisions like that, especially in a market like Chicago.
0: So for the record, they ran it in from three yards to get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy was trying to call a timeout. They don't he doesn't get the timeout. They get the touchdown. They mm-hmm. go for two. They're called for a pass interference penalty. Robinson not knowing exactly what he's supposed to do. Then they have then they send down a third. 12th man onto the field. Mm -hmm. Then they have another penalty. They end up kicking a 48-yard extra point, and Eddie Pinero missed it. That was Chicago Bears football 2019. Awful. All right, we move on to the Steelers and the Bengals. 16-10. Cincinnati had the lead at halftime, man. They were up (laughs) 7-3. They did. did. Uh, This is the worst start for a Bengals team in the history of the franchise. Mm -hmm. They're 0-11. Can they do it? Can they, can they run the table? They're going to run the table.
1: This they, is bad. This they is got the bad Jets this bears. weekend, man. They, they have a chance here with the, yeah, Jets. the Jets. who just, you know, broke know. the Raiders over their knee, which was a fluke game we can get to. But uh, this Bengals team just isn't good. There's nothing good about this team. There's nothing interesting about this team. 0-16, it's very much on the table. We were looking at they play the Dolphins later this year in a couple of weeks, and that was we thought was going to be the 0-16 bowl. The Dolphins, not a bad team. Brian Flores not a bad coach. He could they could win that game. The Bengals going 0 16 very very much on the table. You got I love when you get delayed
0: in the season and you get the bags out and everybody is bad. just it's just it's Delvin Hodges, way. the duck, the
1: duck master. The duck
0: master do, do uh, is that your quarterback? If you're the Steelers, Mason Rudolph done? It,
1: mu- it 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 must be. I mean, you don't have much else, but again, that circle's back to the whole discussion of how, that we've had before about how great Mike Tomlin is as a head coach where you can go now back to your third string quarterback and win a game on the road it's incredible
0: Delvin Duck Hodges congratulations They're to the Steelers down. who are still alive I guess in the playoff on 6 and 5 All right Browns 41 the Dolphins 24 Jarvis Ish. Landry had a day against his former team that's right Miami you were wrong to get rid of me and uh you know what my favorite thing about the afternoon for the Browns were. What? You know, Miles Garrett obviously is done for the year and who knows what they'll do. I assume he'll play week one next year, but that's still up in the air. Mm-hmm. Their owner, Dee D has showing up on the sidelines, wearing a stocking cap with number ninety five on it. I got your bag, Miles Garrett. You lost your mind. You smacked Mason Rudolph over the head with a helmet. But happened. we still we still we still appreciate you. Big day also for uh, Baker, Baker, who played well, mm-hmm. and my, my guy, Aldo Beckham, helped me get a win in fantasy. I'm still a game behind your pathetic fantasy team. Yeah, That's, that's not a good place to be. That's not a good place <laughs> Let me pla- tell that, you. That's not a good place it's to tough. be. But uh, the Browns get it done, and I guess they're still alive, too, in the endless everyone's alive in the AFC playoff race, which I don't really believe, but that's
1: what people are saying. They're, they're still alive. And look, this is the point of the season. It's like the Bears. They're not going to make the playoffs. That ship is they're sailed. They're 10th in the AFC, but okay, go ahead. But... Now is the time of year where teams become what they're going to be. The first couple of months of the year, always weird. And this now is the time where Freddie Kitchens has to prove that he is the guy to keep this job. If, the, if they can put together games like this, it was against the Dolphins. So let's kind of loosen up the the praise here. But if they can continue to put games together like this, where they look like an actual football team and they look like they actually have an offense where everything's going, I mean, this is what we thought the Browns were going to be when we were crowning them Super Bowl champions in the preseason, where Landry's going off and Baker's going off and Odell's going off. If Kitchens can keep putting together this kind of an offense, he can make a case that he can be the coach moving forward. And that's really what this last push of the season is going to be all about in Cleveland.
0: It'll, it'll be interesting. Cleveland gets it done. All right, let's move on to, I think, the game of the week here. Certainly a mm-hmm. uh, ton of drama at the end here. Saints beating the Falcons 34-31, continuing to be the best team in the NFC. But you had a missed field goal mm-hmm. from 28 yards. Come on, Joey Sly. And then uh, I want to give credit to Ron Rivera, who actually used – the pass interference rule correctly <laughs> to get himself a first down in New Orleans. Uh, in in New Against Orleans with Saints, which was uh, you know it's incredible. Apropos, if you will, they get screwed in the playoffs last year and they get screwed by the new rule yesterday, but they still won the game. C.J. Gardner Johnson mm-hmm. uh, was your culprit uh, who was grabbing Jarius Wright, uh, but the Saints get it done and Carolina. I think the uh, we can we can put a coffin on their season.
1: Yeah, put them in the coffin. That's uh, that's. They're toast. They were toast a couple weeks ago. And I'm growing a little concerned about the Saints. This is now three straight weeks where they've had pretty tough games. Like the Bucks game, they ended up winning, but they lose to the Falcons. And now they have this game where right. they almost lose to the Panthers at home. Like that's troubling. Like they won, it's fine. Nobody panic because, I mean, the Saints are the best team when it comes to adjusting week from week and self-diagnosing the problems that they have, but only winning by three against a bad Panthers team at home when you lost to the Falcons at home. This is, let's maybe do some serious self-diagnosing before we get to the playoffs. Do
0: a deep little dive on on the Saints. I... uh you know, I, I look at this New Orleans team, and, mm-hmm. and, and the reason I think you can say they're the best team in the NFC still is that the look the Packers just got smoked. It's true. Uh, yeah. I mean the Cowboys lost at New England it didn't look mm-hmm. good, and apparently, uh, you, I don't know if Jason Garrett going to get fired before the end of the year right now? The way Jerry Jones is talking. So I still think they're there. But um, I before we move on to the next one, did you think that uh, did you like the way the pass interference was instituted? Seeing it in action, you did not. I I like it
1: because the NFL confirmed that this is one of the biggest jokes that we've ever had. They were so incensed and enraged that, A, the call got screwed up in the NFC Championship game. And then, B, they finally had to change the rule or implement a rule to allow pass interference to be challengeable, which coaches have won for the last couple of years. And it all culminates in never having a call overturned all season long. Maybe like three got overturned. And we finally get one of the most egregious over to, or overturned calls happen in New Orleans against the Saints. Yep. That is just the NFL is saying to us, this is a giant Andy Kaufman gag. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. And in this offseason, they're going to completely retool it. And we're going to come in next year with a different set of uh, I, criteria. I,
0: I think we're all looking forward to that. And yeah. uh, it's just, you don't make it to more difficult than it is, Come seriously on. seriously it's not that hard. You, you, we don't need to we don't need to reinvent the world on that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Jets 34 the Raiders three. Mm-hmm. I guess Oakland was looking ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs. Eesh. I guess the Raiders fans that showed up in New York and were screaming at Jamal Adams, perhaps motivated the entire Jets team to come on out there and and do something. I guess that Sam Darnold is the answer, a quarterback for the Jets. He, He had a hell of a game.
1: The biggest thing from this one, you you benched Derek Carr, John Gruden. That's tough. What
0: were you trying to accomplish on
1: that one? I don't know. That was – Gruden was kind of making me come around and be like, he's a good coach, and he is a good coach, and he's turned this Raiders season from a joke into potentially a playoff berth, um, which is still on the table even after this embarrassing road loss. Benching Derek Carr raises or re-raises a lot of questions that we already had about, is he the guy for the future? Does Gruden trust him and all this? And to bench him for Mike Glennon? Like, come on. That's That's, my guy. That's that's not what you're looking for. And it's a little troubling. So I don't know what the trust is going to be like there moving forward between Carr and Gruden and what it was. Because when the good times are good with Gruden it's all Chucky, it's all smiles, he's going into the black hole and he's shaking hands and you know kissing babies with the Raiders fans, but when things go bad like this, what does this team look like? And now we saw something go tremendously bad and they have a very hard matchup against Kansas City coming up.
0: Yeah, I listen, sometimes you just want to bench somebody to send a message and you're going to go back to them, which I think is clear what the Raiders will do. Yeah, but, but, they're uh, still a good team. We want better, We're, I'm going to bench you, mm-hmm. the players respond to playing time, so, more for sure with a quarterback. Oh, yeah. So uh, he well, I apparently Gruden wanted to underline it. We'll see how he does. Again.
1: How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good.
0: That's Kansas City. The Seattle Seahawks go into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles Mm -hmm. 17-9. Now, the Eagles didn't have Deshaun Jackson. They didn't have Alshon Jeffrey. They didn't have Nelson Aguilar. They didn't have Jordan Howard. They were also missing their right tackle, Lane Johnson. Uh, And Carson Wentz had a rough day, not surprisingly, because he didn't have anybody around him. But the Seahawks' defense is ridiculous, Mm -hmm. and – even when their offense doesn't even do anything because you give credit to the Eagles defense for keeping the team in the game. Yeah, uh, The Seahawks are now undefeated on the road at 6-0. and Hard for teams out west historically to go across the country, and here they do
1: it. Maybe we should say Seattle's
0: the best team in the NFC.
1: There's an argument to be made that Seattle is the best team in the NFC West, and that's a little bit of a harder argument to make after watching the 49ers throw the Packers into an active volcano like they did on Sunday night. But... Seattle is a complete team in ways that people don't give them credit for in that Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches in football, and he's done this before where we completely count them out. It's Russell Wilson and a bunch of guys. The defense isn't good. And what do they do? They go off and they're undefeated on the road when they're supposed to be better at home. The defense is finally coming together. We're remembering that Jadavian Clowney plays on that side of the ball. And they're a dangerous team. They're, They're the epitome of a wild card. If you get in wild card weekend and you're playing the Seahawks, I don't know if that's necessarily where you wanna be because you don't know what you're gonna get, especially with Russell Wilson playing on the MVP level that he's playing at. And he usually operates on that. That's baseline for him is an MVP level of play. And well, he's playing better than that. Well, that, and that to me,
0: I know that I could I could feel you, 49ers fans. I know you're out there. How can you say that? Well, no. because they have Russell Wilson and you're going with Jimmy Garoppolo. When it comes to playoff time, I'm going to bet on Russell, even though that Niners
1: defense is preposterous it right is now. ridiculous. We'll get to San Francisco. But the Seahawks defense is also. Seahawks ridiculous. defense is vastly rated. underrated.
0: Seattle continues to roll. The Redskins beating the Lions at home. 1916, first win for Dwayne Haskins. And it's marred by the selfie. Not, marred. Not not out there for the final play, man. Not marred. You like it? You... I
1: liked it. I okay. loved it. The the Redskins are an abominable franchise. There's nothing to like about them. There's the, from the owner to them clinging to the racist name. The Everything. They stink this year. Nobody goes. They're selling tickets for four dollars on StubHub before the game. God bless. And you have no hope in this. just incredibly bad culture that they have. They're benching Josh Norman, then they start him, they bench someone else. It's terrible. And then you have Dwayne Haskins, who's just having fun in the worst of circumstances. So what? He went and had a selfie with some fans. The three that were left, the three that decided to show up to the game, come on, he's fun. If you want him to be the future and you want to turn this culture around and you want to make the Redskins something that they're not, which is, you know, interesting... Let Dwayne Haskins do this. I don't care. I don't care. It was fun. New age
0: Josh Hill. I like it. Uh, I mean, like, what if
1: James Harden did this? Well, just take the
0: final snap, and then you can go do all the Ah, stuff Ah, whatever. It's fine. Come on. Have a little fun. Haskins, quote, I was so hype, I think I broke a water bottle. I look up, we're in victory formation. I said, oh, thought the game was over, Uh, but I'll get it next time. (laughs) All right, Dwayne. The fan, the main fan culprit with this, whatever, that culprit's the wrong word Jamie or or maybe Jaime Lopez Verduzco quote for it being his first win outside of college and him being so young this is a fan being quoted I think it's amazing it's completely within the lines of what you would expect for him to feel and how he should act Lopez Verduzco said This just shows that Dwayne is very in touch
1: with the fans. He is. That's adorable. He's having fun. Come on. He's excited to play in Washington. Nobody's excited to play in Washington. And here he is. He's playing
0: NFL football, man. Of course he's excited. If he does it again. He's making millions of dollars. He's winning games. He's in the NFL. He should be excited. He's I mean, think about his life compared to your, my life and your life. I know, that but like... That living
1: the dream. He, we, that's not something we see out of football players. It's I, this very old man, conservative way of approaching. Like I, Joe Feisman was upset about it. It's like, right. okay, Boomer, great. But let him have fun. Okay. And if I, he does it again, we can have a conversation. But it's his first one. I,
0: I do appreciate your have some joy in your life. Dwayne Haskins do is it. having fun. I, I, I'm, I'm on board with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the... Titans and the Jaguars 42-20. Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill ran for two touchdowns, threw for two touchdowns. Uh, Six offensive plays in the third quarter. The Titans went bananas. Mm -hmm. They're in the AFC playoff hunt like everybody else. Why not? 42-20. Is Ryan Tannehill the answer in
1: Tennessee for the now six and five Titans? The Ryan Tannehill revival experience is one of the greatest underplayed stories of the year. This, this guy who was discarded by Miami, who wasn't even a quarterback coming into the draft, it's, like, incredible that he has turned his career around like this. Now, he's not going to go off and be like, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes like that, but he's going to take the Titans to the playoffs. Book it. Mark it right now. They're going to go to the you're, playoffs with be. Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, which is a massive indictment of Marcus Mariota. That's, that's bad. If you're, if you're Mariota and you're watching Tannehill do this, like, Tannehill did the Mariota. He ran and scrambled for a 21-yard touchdown. That's Mariota, but Tannehill was doing it. See, this is my
0: – I can s- see your future, be your future. Oh, you're going Mitchell Trubisky, you're going to be the next Ryan Tannehill. You're going to get discarded in oh, Chicago. You're going to move on, and you're going to have – he's going to have a run like this, and it's all going to look bad for Matt Nagy. But th- we're t- – look, I don't know if the Dolphins are thinking, oh, man, Tannehill. Look at our guy. I mean, we're trying to do the Fitz
1: magic right now. I'd be rather try to be resurrecting Tannehill still. No, I don't think that Tannehill has this type of success in Miami. Probably doesn't. Miami, no, 100% doesn't. It's, yeah. You know, the stars are aligning. It's like the Dwayne Haskins thing. Let's not overthink this. Ryan Tannehill is playing good football. Let's just enjoy it, yeah. not think too far ahead. All right, congrats to Tannehill and the Titans, who are, again, alive in that AFC
0: playoff race. Let's go to New England, and let's talk about a incredible beautiful day for football this is what mm. football is all about the swamp that was new england and they get by the cowboys 13 to 9 yep. and here comes jerry jones quote we all saw why we didn't win and then he goes on special teams was really probably the determining difference to me special teams is 100 percent coaching and then again it's 100% coaching with the double down.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Garrett's in trouble here, Josh Hill. It's he over. He is. And this is actually, we're reaching critical mass. This is something that, I mean, we've had conversations before where we're like, oh, is Jarrett, Jason Garrett going to get fired? And we've been doing this song and dance for a couple of years. But now it feels like we might actually get to that point. And the reason is Kellen Moore is waiting in the wings. Okay, Jerry Jones, if he can't get Sean Payton, which is who he wants to get and he won't be able to get, Kellen Moore is going to be a very popular name in the coaching searches this offseason. And Jerry Jones has him in-house. He can fire Garrett, he can promote the young offensive-minded coach to run the team. And that benefits Dak, it benefits Zeke, it benefits everything, you know, Amari Cooper, all these guys who are going to get a lot of money from Jerry Jones. Kellen Moore helps them get better. And I wonder if the Jason Garrett takeover of this offense is that it, the reason that this offense only scored nine points. Is it because the, the Patriots are that good? Is Jason Garrett that bad? Has the Kellen Moore offense been figured out? There's more questions than we have answers coming out of this game, but the most definitive outcome seems to be, I think, Jason Garrett. This is finally, finally the year that he's out. Uh,
0: yeah. I don't – if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm not getting stupid. Oh, thank God we're going to get Kellen Moore if that's what it's going to be.
1: No, but, I mean, like, who said thank God we got Sean McVay? Thank God we got Matthew LaFleur. Like, come on, like – there's these younger coaches that are coming up and the game is changing. And if you can identify that, which Kellen Moore showed for the first couple of weeks of the season, I don't know what happened behind the scenes if Garrett took back the play calling or whatever. Clearly he sees that Kellen Moore is coming for the throne and he can get the job. I don't know if maybe he's pushing back against that. That's all conjecture. But Kellen Moore is going to get a head coaching job in the next couple of years based on the way that the offenses are going and the way that he controlled this Dallas offense. And it could be in Dallas with the Cowboys based on how much they're going to have to pay those three stars. Which is a very bizarre time for Jerry Jones to go all in on Jason
0: Garrett. You're still in first place in the division. You're still going to the playoffs. Uh, They're not going to win the Super Bowl.
1: though. That's the thing. Okay, well. And Jerry Jones wants to win a Super Bowl. Well, okay, they're
0: not. At least in my mind, I don't think there's a Super Bowl talented team. So I'm not trying to give no. Jason Garrett another extension, but I don't think it's quite fair to say that uh, this roster that he's that they're underachieving. Yeah, and, and also go on the road to do it in New England. Mm-hmm. In that weather you're gonna you gonna freak out. I, I I just don't get it. But all right, let's wrap up. The San Francisco 49ers are mm-hmm. the best story in football this year. Nobody saw this coming. Not to this level, certainly. Mm-hmm. Thirty-seven to eight. They blitz the Packers Aaron Rodgers, he lost a fumble in the opening drive. He was sacked five times. They didn't convert a single third down, 0 for 13, and 104 total yards, 1.7 yards per pass play. Uh, Richard Sherman... The vocal leader of that Niners defense and everything else, This is, uh,
1: this is is that's a big-time performance on Sunday night football. Yeah, that was heavy metal football. That was intense. And it was good to see that from the 49ers because there are these questions that we're asking ourselves about. Can the offense live up to where the defense is, or will the defense come back down to earth? It's kind of like the Cowboys thing where we have a lot of questions that we maybe don't have the answers to, and Sunday night was an answer to a handful of them, which is Jimmy G – is a good quarterback who can play a good game against a good team. And that defense can come alive against an offense and a you know Super Bowl-winning Hall of Fame caliber quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And also, the underrated thing about this is Robert Sala, he is the name of your doom. Remember that. Kyle Shanahan out scheming Matt LaFleur and out coaching Matt LaFleur. That is something else that we haven't seen out of the 49ers. It's all been about the defense when for The past couple of years, it's been Shanahan and Garoppolo. How can they bring the 49ers, the glory days, back to San Francisco? Last night, Sunday night, was a statement coaching game by Kyle Shanahan, and it was fantastic to see.
0: The body language from Matt LaFleur on that sideline was – confusion.
1: uh, Yeah, he did not – it just didn't look good. It no. was it was it He, he was guy ordering he, a Taco Bell when the menu changes. Like he doesn't understand. He's like, "Where is the, where's my cheesy gordita crunch?" It's like, I "What? I don't know where it is." So, so it, it was bad. He knew there was no answers for the
0: Packers last night. Uh Green mm-hmm. Bay still well well They're in it. I mean, they're, but they're, the, they're right
1: there, but the Vikings aren't going away either. So, will yeah. that's uh it's a big time Two bad games in California for the Packers. Against the 49ers, a good team, and against the Chargers, a bad team. That's not where you want to be no 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 question about it so green bay
0: um very much coming back down to earth packers lose to the niners san francisco 37 tate josh hill great to be with you week 12 it's in the books this podcast is brought to you by fan join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between